The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre Show. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Here's a kid covering Johnny Cash as I walk the line. And sounds just like him. And I'm going to play the kid first and then the real song just to remind you. But here you go. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds. Because of mine, I walk the line. That kid's 13. 13. Wow. That's crazy. Because as an adult, it's a fair impression of Johnny Cash. But as a 13-year-old, pretty impressive. Pretty cool. Because his voice shouldn't be that deep. He's on 55. His name's Andrew Hensley. The big thing is, oh, it's a reincarnation. He doesn't sound exactly like Johnny Cash. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just has a deep voice. Easy yeah. with that. Yeah, but that is a, a 13-year-old. Andrew Logan Hensley from Arden, North Carolina, singing I Walk the Line. Um, here he is doing Ring of Fire. Here we oh. go. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, down, down in the flames when I... It just sounds like somebody at my church growing up that was singing pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. But it just sounds like an older guy yeah. singing a cover, you know? Or maybe somebody at a bar downtown. Uh, let us do Flashback Friday 2009 is the year. Here it is. Flashback Friday! 2009. Let me think about that. I was 29. Austin, Texas. Was I? Yes. Still? You're in Austin. I I had moved to North Carolina, but we were still doing the show. Yeah. I don't know that 2009 is memorable of a year. Maybe a lot of golf for you and me. Just because I think we're right in the middle of of it. But I tell you, I look back at at the days in Austin when we were number one for like seven years straight. Nobody. It was crazy. I didn't appreciate it. Looking back now, which is a problem in my life, I was just like, what's next? Like, we got to keep it going. Never spent any time going, hey, let's celebrate and take a second and really. And I would do things for you guys. Like, we'd go on a trip or something. I'd pay for the whole trip. But I never really felt it in me to be like, hey, that was really cool. We should. Now I look back at it and go, are you kidding me? Like, what a run. So that's pretty cool. That's, I guess it's about the 2009. What are you thinking? Look like I, the wheels are turning. Well, I'm just trying to think of exactly where we were and like what was going on. And we used to have, speaking of Austin, we would do all those like second chance prom and all that was still going on. And we were meeting Lady Gaga and she was not even who, just there was memorable moments, yeah. I think. I, I think it was maybe that was that probably year. this year because we hired Lady Gaga to do our second chance prom. Yes. And, she, and Just Dance was our first hit and it hadn't hit yet really. It was just kind of a hit. And we paid $10,000 for Lady Gaga to do a listener event. And before she actually came, she had blown up into a megastar. And she still showed up and did the show. She had to do yeah, it. But there's no way if we had booked her at the actual, like, closer to the show that yeah. she would have been she that price. Been half a million dollars. And remember, she walked in the studio fresh from the airport. And she had these, like, cone shoulder pads in and black sunglasses and this black hat. And this really, the whole outfit was just bizarre. And we were like, who, what is happening? Yeah. And yeah, she exploded. That's probably why she blew up. No, show. I think she had <laughs> oh. already. Uh, that was the biggest pop song, Just Dance Lady Gaga, 2009. Oh, see, I had it. I didn't huh? even know you had that. I, my brain was just trying to, that's where I was, I was trying to figure out that year. Jason Aldean, She's Country was the biggest country song. And the biggest news story, The Miracle on the Hudson where Sully lands the plane on the water. Oh, wow. yeah. Here is the original audio of Sully during the flight. Uh, this is uh, Cactus 1539. Hit first. We've lost trust. I'm both hits. We're turning back towards LaGuardia. We're unable. We may end up in the Hudson. 
And they did, and he landed it, and they got out of there, and holy crap. What a story. I never saw the Tom Hanks version. Oh, you ever saw the movie? I don't think I did either. It, it's okay. I mean, it's cool because you kind of get to see the details of what happened and all that. But, I mean, it, it's really just that moment and then the, law, the all the legal stuff that happened afterwards. That's the movie. But is it good? Eh, oh. Mike, let's go to movie Mike. Did you see it? Yeah, I'd say you watch the first scene. That's all you need to watch. Then oh, reenacting cool. the scene, and then it's the just rest is all like trials stuff. and legal yeah. stuff. It's no fun. Oh, okay. Why would I want to watch? It? Right. Yeah. Unless it's Perry Mason, I'm out. <laughs> it didn't go to Sully's, uh, you know, pre-airline pilot days. No, nope. no, no. Well, biographical. Then. <laughs> yes, yeah. we do. I gotta say, met Captain Sully once. Wasn't that nice? <laughs> Yeah, I know. It could have been there. an off day. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I said it like this. Well, no, no. <laughs> could have been an off day. Uh, here, let me play this voicemail. We got this last night. This is Raymond, voicemail number four. This is about the Sore Losers podcast that the guys do on the show. Here you go. Morning, Bobby. Morning, studio. I'm a longtime listener. I love the show, love everything you guys do. I started listening to the Sore Losers podcast. I hate it. All they do is coach, 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 coach. Drives me up the wall. But because I love, quote, the big show so much, I still listen to the sore losers. And on a good note, I love that the, you know, the way they speak, they're a little more real with the, the language that they use. Not that it's bad. But yeah, Raymundo, Eddie, Lunchbox, cut it with the coach. Drives me banana. I agree. I can't listen sometimes because I'm like, there ain't no way. You can't they, listen, coach? No. <laughs> what? Why not, coach? They, it, and if you're new, you, you don't know who's who. Whatever. You don't know the who's oh, who's you, and the what's what's you, you guys, whatever. That's blows. what Eddie I, I'm, says. I'm the one that doesn't know the who's who's or the what's what's. Yeah, Lunchbox yeah. is a sports genius, and Ray, he's the dude shotgunning seltzers on the west side. I'm telling you guys, the coach coach drives me bananas. Well, but that, he, that's you, coach. But that's right. People, Everybody <laughs> does something to drive somebody bananas. But I got that. I wanted to play that last night. Let me see. Is there one more? Let us do... No, I think that's it for now, as far as the voicemails go. Uh, Lunchbox had a story about cocaine bananas. What? That I didn't feel we were going to put in the show, but was super interesting. Lunchbox, tell us that story. So they were coming from Columbia, and they were supposed to be, I guess, picked up somewhere along the way, but they ended up at a supermarket in Canada. And they were stuffed with cocaine instead of bananas. So they stuffed them for the drug trade to, get, to hide the cocaine, but they accidentally got mixed up with the real bananas. Did they put them on the shelf? No, I think they were inspecting them, and they felt like something was weird before oh. they got on the for sale. But yeah, they found a bunch of bananas with cocaine in them, and so someone along the way was supposed to take those bananas off the truck, and they missed them. You know, you're a piggly wiggly just trying to get some great <laughs> bananas. Next thing you know, you open it up, falls out. I know. I'm like trying to figure out how they did it because I mean I've seen it done in like teddy bears before, and you take the stuffing out and you sew it, stuff it back and sew it up. I would assume but that a, but they, a, have, but a they have bags built the shape of a banana. You peel one of the things back, put it on, and you probably glue it back together. It's probably just like a fake banana, I would think. No. No? no? Gosh, they try everything, though, don't they? Not, yeah, and they're great at it. Yeah. Bananas? Who would have thought? Not me. There's a woman who babysat Elon Musk's triplets, which I, I'm surprised she's talking. Yeah, I wouldn't think she'd be able to. You would think before he has a babysitter over, he's like, oh, here's an NDA. Thank you. And not only that, an NDA. And also, if you say this, I have a button that's put inside of you that will explode. Oh, yeah. NDA is non-dis- non-disclosure agreement. Got it. Um, she reveals they were very well behaved, but very health conscious, re- revealing how when they were asked, hey, what do you want for dinner? They didn't want any, any junk food. They only wanted whole foods. As Not bad. Young kids. Good job, guys. 
Like, like one, not, they're well know. behaved, and two, they're eating healthy. Like, maybe they're doing something right. I, parents. I, I always wonder because, again, you guys have kids. I don't yet, but the exposure. Like, if you don't ever expose a kid to candy, it's they true. don't know candy. They do because trust me, they get exposed to it at school, no, at church. There'll be, fr- be none of that. Oh, so you just sheltered <laughs> it. Trust me. When I I used to be so rigid about it. Thank goodness I have grown and I'm no longer like that. But I would try to, I guess for lack of a better word, like shield them from candy. And and it never worked. And then it would just frustrate me because all my efforts were thrown out the window the minute somebody at church or school was like, you want some candy? And of course they do. Or somebody in a van. You want some candy? Yeah. But then now (laughs) too, like that's sometimes we as parents, you, you learn and you grow and you realize that denying them then makes them want it more just like us as adults and then if you have a healthy balance now we can keep the candy in the pantry for everybody and there'll be days when nobody touches it well the elon musting though i'm sure his kids aren't going to normal church in normal school True. and they can and they can also afford whole foods all the ro- time they have robots that teach school probably yeah so yeah yeah but my kids they're gonna, they're gonna be good oh yeah no candies ever i'm gonna train them that broccoli's candy <laughs> That's what my mother-in-law tried to do that with my husband when he was a kid. Um, for cookies, she would uh, give him saltine crackers. <laughs> Great. And then, and then uh, one time he was at a friend's and they had cookies. And then the next time she tried to give him a saltine cracker, he was like, uh-uh, I want the, the whatever this is, is not a cookie. I think I want to build a Truman show for my kids. It's like a, just a surveillance at all times? Well, they're not going to have real friends. I'm going to hire some other kids to be their friends <laughs> and only offer them... Mm-hmm. Cookies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to be in therapy when they're older. <laughs> they will, but the therapist will be a hired actor. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, like Truman Show, which is probably my top three favorite movies of all time. Crazy. It's just because I love the concept. I am oddly the biggest Jim Carrey fan without really being a fan of Jim mm-hmm. Carrey. His movies, the Andy Kaufman movie, Man on the Moon, is my favorite movie. So, that, wow. Two so, in the top three. Number one is Andy Kaufman. A Man on the Moon. Truman, yeah, yeah. Man on the Moon, Andy Kaufman, as he plays Andy Kaufman. Uh, Truman Show is probably two. What? Or three. And then Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minds in the top three or four. All Jim Carrey All Jim movies, Carrey. the top three. Wow. His more serious roles. All serious roles. roles. Yeah. Because it's always some sort of darkness and like next level of, ooh, I wonder if this could really happen. Because a bit we're all living in our own version of the Truman Show anyway. A bit. Oh, you guys don't know about yours, do you? No. Hey, I I guess I (laughs) do. What's Ace Ventura? Four? No, No. I'm not. I liked Ace Ventura as a kid. All righty (laughs) then. But I never was like a massive physical Jim Carrey, you know, the comedy he did. Liked it. Just didn't love it. Thought the mask was good back in the day as a kid. What what else did he do? Uh, He did um, Liar, Liar. Liar, Liar. I did like Dumb and Dumber a lot. Thought that was thought that was really funny. Dumb and Dumber is maybe one of my favorite comedies, though. It's a good one. Again, it came out when I was a kid, so I think you have a stronger affinity for the things that shaped you while you were being shaped. Same thing with music. That's why '90s country is so big because now the decision makers who are making music and making playlists, and for the most part, were influenced by that '90s oh, music. Right. Yeah. So. And then it affects the next generation as well because they're now being told it's cool. They're listening to it, going, "Yeah, it was pretty cool." But yeah, there's that. Um, what else do I want to mention before we get out of here? Again, check out the Bobby cast. Hardy is on. Also, Barry Gibb, the lead singer of the Bee Gees, he's on. Not together, but they're on. It's two really good interviews. We talk about new music coming out this week. 
Um, I think that is it. Did we mention your four things? What was on yesterday? Oh yeah, getting put in adult jail. Emotional jail. <laughs> yeah. The the jail we put ourselves in. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. I will say too, since we talk about candy and food and Eddie's diet sometimes on the show, I mm. have the disordered eating podcast I have out way has an episode coming out tomorrow, so Saturday, that's I think a good one that yeah. will be helpful if people want to check that out. What's it called? Outway. It's called Outway, one word. If you search that into wherever you listen to podcasts, it'll pop up my face and my friend Lisa. You know what other podcasts on your network that I listened to that was really good? I listened to one from You Need Therapy. Mm-hmm. She's actually my guest on tomorrow's because we break down some of the things of why we, why we do what we do when it comes to dieting. I know why I do what I do. Two reasons. To do extreme getting shape fast or I don't give a crap and eat everything. Oh, yeah, me too. Everything in my life, I go hard or not at all. Cl- how I dress, the food I eat. Work ethic. Except I don't do that good at not at all. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, but when I do, I'm like, I'm, I'm out. Nothing. Uh, but I think that's just the nature of who I am. But I was listening to the podcast, You Need Therapy. Yeah, that's what it's called, You but, Need Therapy. Th- she's really good at, at not just, she's a therapist, not just, but she's also inter- interesting to listen to. So and she it, puts it in. She was talking about addic- addiction terms. in the one that I was listening to, which I have been around a lot of it, and at times feel like I have that in me. No, all the time I feel like I have that in me, and I'm constantly fighting off what would really happen to me. I feel if I did drink ever, but it's a really great. But that's a good podcast too. I've listened to the addiction episode too, and it's interesting to hear her take on it and where she puts addicts and kind of. Some people think, oh, how could they ever do that? But she's she actually helps you reshape it and think maybe they <laughs> Yeah, for anyone that's, maybe they have it all figured out because the world is yeah. crazy and they're the ones trying to do something about it and numb it out. Here are the podcasts that I've listened to recently. And these aren't listen, I'm not involved with any of the ones that I've been listening to here. I love gamblers hmm. from the ringer. It's like real life stories of people who've done crazy things in poker or it doesn't matter. It's just it's a great story. As I talk about uh Addiction. Like, <laughs> uh, G- gambling? <laughs> that might be one of your addictions, but that's fine. I, yes. I do not have an addiction. When I sense an addiction, I stop. When I just go. And that's good that you can be that self-aware because some people are not. When I go. Like when I was playing poker, I went, oh, cold turkey, I'm out. Even though I was getting, I was starting to be quite successful consistently. You don't just win at poker all the time because there are a lot of factors involved. But I was starting to make some real money. And I was like, oh, starting to be a problem. I'm out. I do love betting on the sports apps now. That to me is not a problem because it's just fun for me to do. I do it maybe two or three times a week. Um, love it. Which, by the way, my code's Bones at uh, DraftKings. Download it. <laughs> BTW. Lo- can't get enough of it. It's the most fun thing ever. I bet on the Akron game. Guys, it's a blast. Watched it. Um, 60 songs that explain the 90s is great. There's a podcast called Boomer Bust, The Rise and Fall of HQ Trivia. Oh, yeah. You've been talking about that one. Man, I, HQ was huge. I, I nerded out over it. If you played HQ trivia, it's yeah. like how they they built it, and then it it, it just sucked. And Did you ever win? Yeah, a couple times, like two dollars. Yeah, yeah, because it, you split at the very end. Yeah, never any real money, and then I never got money out of there. Mm. And I always wondered how come I never got my money. It's in the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, an oral history of the office is great. I listen to Pardon My Take three times a week. Ten of sports podcast. It's probably my favorite favorite, favorite podcast when it comes to that. And then Deep Cover, which is the podcast about the guy who went into Deep Cover as a motorcycle, uh, in a motorcycle gang Ooh. to take down a drug empire. Ooh. 
That yeah, sounds it's, good. It's called Deep Cover the Drug Wars. It takes a minute, but it's good. But I'm a big podcaster. We did not win the podcast award last night, I saw. No. We were up for, the Bobby Castle's up for Music Podcast of the Year. Yeah, the Dolly Parton one. Oh. We did not win. Hmm. Dolly Parton's America won. Sorry, dude. What's Dolly Parton ever done? <laughs> <laughs> she beats you again. Dang it. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that. We did not win. I saw Conan O'Brien got Male Podcaster of the Year at the uh -huh. iHeart Podcast Awards. Have you listened to the Office ladies, or is it, what's mm -hmm. it called? Is that good? That I was the big winner, right? I think they won right? Big Podcast of the Year. Yes. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it. Speaking of Dumb and Dumber. Um, <laughs> That's right. Sometimes, I think Jenna Fisher's great on it, but sometimes the girl who played... Um, What's her name? The blonde one, right? Yeah. Cat lady. What's her name? <laughs> Angela Kinsley. Angela. Angela. Sometimes she's a little much for me. She's so peppy. And some people love her on there. Some people are like, oh, she's a little too peppy. Sometimes she's a little too peppy for me. Is it she's peppy because she's not peppy on the show? Well, she's not playing. Yeah, her character is completely the opposite of who she is in real yeah. life. And she's, I met her. She's super nice. But she's just, it's a lot of extra energy on there. But they won the big podcast award, the iHeart Podcast Award. So congratulations to them. I like the oral history of The Office better because Brian Baumgartner, who oh. plays Kevin, yeah. <laughs> he does it but talks with all the people about how the show is picked up, like the real behind the scenes That's stuff. That's cool. So, Yeah. Um, Rain Wilson's podcast is really good. It doesn't. It's not really about the Office. Occasionally, he'll reference the Office, obviously because he was Dwight on there. But his interviews and it? his no, it's just uh, does it have? I just I don't even know if it has a name, but I I listen to it sometimes. Um, it's uh, Rain Wilson. Is it Soul okay. Pancake? Anybody? It, okay, that's all right. Go ahead. I don't know. I enjoy his interviews a lot. Like he's really cool. Okay, that's it. We're going to go now. Anything else I need to do, Mike, before we leave this? You're good. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Be safe out there. I am flying away. You will hear why coming up in just a few minutes. Bye, everybody. What's up, friends? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Big show today. Thomas Rhett will be on. Also a mystery guest coming up next hour. I did see they have Uggs for dogs now. Did you see? No, but I'm sure they're ridiculously expensive. Luxury fashion retailer for pets creates $80 Uggs for dogs, complete with faux fur and rubber soles. I'm assuming, Ellen, I don't live in a place where the climate is crazy one way or the other. Like for us in the middle of the country, we get all the seasons. Yeah. And when it's super cold, we stay inside. And when it's super hot, we pretty much stay inside, you know? So my dog isn't out there on hot pavement or ice. I would imagine that something for your dog's feet probably happens in these areas. And so this is just a luxury version of that. Oh. Yeah. Because it just seems ridiculous <laughs> to me to put shoes on a dog anyway. But again, I live in a very temperate climate. It moves around. Hmm. I hate the cold, though, man. You know, Caitlin was singing Sunny. And she's a, oddly a huge Joe Nichols fan. She loves Craig Morgan, knows every Joe Nichols song. She was singing Broken Heartsville, Tequila Makes Your Clothes Come Off, Sunny in 75. <laughs> and as she was singing Sunny in 75 last night, I was like, man, it would be nice to be somewhere. Yeah. It's always Sunny in 75. I know. She was singing, yeah, yeah. I was ever loved, loved, loved. <laughs> Yeah, big, big Joe Nichols fan. Let's go over and talk to Austin in Mississippi, who's on the phone. Austin, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? What's up, Bobby? Hey, man. Hey, man. Just want to give Eddie some advice. That was cool with you. Sure. All right. So I know Eddie's got uh, the best man speech coming up at your wedding. 
And I uh, since since we thought we were in a pandemic, and uh, I know Eddie kind of wants to get a couple of drinks in him, is to uh, get a tape recorder and tape record him saying the speech. And when it comes time, if he's too soft to give the speech, just put a mask <laughs> on and play it over the face uh, system. Could work. Our plan is to have it back, back when people have had the vaccines. Yeah. So it's that far away, but not so far away. We're kind of hoping to hit that line. And then the best man speech, you're thinking earlier in the wedding reception, right? So not everyone's not drunk, including me. I, again, Eddie's had this problem. with He has to drink at the... It's Dude, not, get over it's it. It's not a problem. It's This is the biggest celebration of the year. Let's get real. So, I mean, when you celebrate Bones, we go hard. Is it a post-COVID plus wedding celebration? All I would think all so. All put into one? I would think so. Yeah, but Eddie, you're an adult, so you should yeah. have the self-control to just put it off until you've delivered your speech and then, I don't know, end up in the bushes if you want to. Okay, yeah, that, I mean, that's, okay, I can <laughs> the try. bushes. <laughs> did hey, he, didn't he end that. up there once? <laughs> uh, thank you for the, the tip there, Austin. <laughs> no problem. All right, buddy. See you later. Allison in Louisiana, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Allison, what's going on with you? Morning, studio. Morning. Good. I just wanted to call you guys and give you an update. Um, I had called a few months back and um, given you guys kind of a story. It was actually a voicemail that um, I needed your advice on. My husband and I were having trouble, you know, getting pregnant, and I wanted to mother something, and so I had asked about getting a dog. He didn't like indoor dogs at all, but I love indoor dogs. I grew up with them, and I just wanted a dog, so I wanted to give you guys an update. Um, Over Christmas, I was hoping that I would get to adopt a dog, but instead we got to tell my parents that we are pregnant. Hey, so come on. That's great. So I will not be getting good. a dog right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I won't be getting a dog right now, but the good news is, is in a couple years it'll be two to one, and the odds are going to be in my favor. So wow, 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 Hey, that's wow. fantastic. Well, congratulations, Allison. We are all genuinely excited for you, as you heard by our eruption when you told us that. <laughs> Thank you so much. I just I've been thinking about calling for a couple weeks now, and I was like, well, I don't know, maybe no one will care. But I was like, you know what, I care. So well, we do care, like, obviously. Hey, congratulations. That's fantastic. Have a have a great weekend, and uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. Congratulations again. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye bye. You ever passed out? No, Mm-mm, haven't. Have you? Once, because I gave blood. I remember one of my friends was in a car wreck. They said, hey, if you have this type of blood, come give. I don't know what kind of blood I have. So I just went and gave blood. And I remember going to Chick-fil-A in the mall. And next thing I know, I woke up and people were standing up all around me. But apparently, I didn't have enough food. Passed out. My head was sore. And you know on TV when they wake up and people are over the top of them in a circle? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was like. People I didn't know, but they were like, hey, are you okay, man? And that's the only time I ever passed out was after I gave blood. Yeah, I don't have anything. My uh, husband passed out once seeing blood. Oh. Probably not supposed to tell that story. Oh, he's that squeamish with seeing blood, huh? <laughs> he doesn't like talking about blood seeing blood, which is interesting because I know that there's times in his military career he's had to deal with that. I guess it wasn't so much just blood. I think it was more like his friend broke their arm oh, right in front of him and the arm kidding? popped out. So he was yeah, a kid. Yeah, that's more than blood. Okay, Ooh. yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, here, I asked that because there's a girl on TikTok who posted a video where her parents tried to surprise her with a brand new Audi. They film her walking out of the house and there's a brand new white Audi with a red bow on top. She's in shock as she walks up to the car and she opens the door and faints. Here you go. Oh my gosh. What? Oh my gosh. 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 Oh my g
at you. I feel like I'm about to throw up. Oh, oh my gosh. And that was her. Wow. She had a concussion after hitting the edge of the car after she passed out. She's okay now. But she was oh. so shocked by it. Boom. Passed out. Knocked out on her feet. <laughs> Eddie, you ever passed out? Never. Never. Don't know what that's like. I remember there was a fad, too, when I was, like, in middle school where you would put your hand, like, someone would put their hands on your neck or whatever. They tried it on me. It didn't pass out. Hey, I'm going to play another clip for you. Speaking of Eddie, that reminds me. Eddie sent Caitlin, my fiance, a video of how to use our grill. <laughs> she didn't even ask me. And then secondly, she went to Eddie. Right. Here, here's a clip that Eddie sent Caitlin in her text message on how to use the grill. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Bobby. Hey, it's Eddie here. So um, I want to give you a quick tutorial on how to turn on your gas grill, all right? So this is my gas grill. It's pretty standard. Uh, it's always covered when you're not using it. It's okay, I know how to turn a grill on. <laughs> yeah, I guess you were out of town shooting your TV show, and she's like, hey, Eddie, when you're over at the house, maybe anytime next week, I know you guys record a lot here, uh, you mind stopping by and helping me start this grill and show me how to use it? I said, I'll do one better. I'll record you a video, and I got my seven-year-old son to record it. <laughs> And there you go, dude. It's for you and her. It's not just for her. Eddie is way better than me on a grill, honestly. Um, he's going to do an episode of Unfancy Cooking with Caitlin. Because I gave her this video, mm -hmm. she said, this is so good, I would like for you to do an Unfancy Cooking with me grilling edition. Oh, nice. You talk about your mascul masculinity being questioned. What do you mean? She didn't oh, even ask, she she didn't even ask me. me. <laughs> She was like, hey, Eddie, send us a video, show me how to work the grill. Yeah. Like, what am I? You so did you, watch, did you watch the video? No, I refuse. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Probably could learn a few All things, right. though. Yeah. Fun fact Friday. The most fun facts of the week, they're all random. Amy has them. Let's count it down. Number five. So the first artist to be stripped of a Grammy was? Millie Vanilli. Oh, Ooh, Because they didn't sing. Is it, am I right? You know this fun fact. Yes. So once the news came out that they lip synced their songs, they were stripped of their best new artist Grammy in 1990. I remember the press conference. Yeah. I mean, I was a, a wee little kid, but what happened was. Come on. Someone else recorded the music for them. Fab and Rob were yes. their names. And they go out, they have these huge hits. Turns out they weren't singing them. And they were on stage and I guess it was a CDR record kept skipping while they were on. It was like, blame it, but blame it, but blame it. And they ran off stage, which then people started investigating. They didn't sing their hits, got their Grammys pulled from them. Yep. Crazy. And then the whole, like every every fan threw their records away. I remember videos of them yeah. burning records and tapes and CDs. They both might not be alive now. Is that true? Yeah. And then they, they, But they tried solo careers that didn't work. Sad. But yes, it's a... Fun-ish. <laughs> Number four. So at weddings, the bride normally stands to the left of the groom so that his sword hand is free to defend against other suitors. Well, which is what I told Caitlin. <laughs> and if she wanted to, she could pick either side and I would have a sword on both sides. Correct. But she's standard with the sword. And you're taking the sword. Yeah, I mean, I'll have the sword on. Right. Can you imagine if I called her and was like, hey, I really want to wear a sword for this. <laughs> She flip her lid. Number three. So Target has a forensics lab that is so advanced, the company regularly helps police departments free of charge. Who knew? I googled more into this, and yeah, they do because at Target they have uh, criminal acts there. People steal from them all the time. They do fingerprints, video surveillance, all kinds of things to track people down. And I guess, yeah, it's state of the art. So they lend it out to police departments. I think and, and, there was a murderer over there by the one by race the other day. 
I thought it was Walmart. So they're probably on that. No, it's Target. Oh, it was? There was a murder by your house? Well, Walmart was a potential bomb, and then there was a person killed in Target. Oh, in my Target? gosh. Yes, yeah, in Target. Don't worry, guys. The forensics team's on it, so they're yeah. taking care of it. Wait, that- what, what happened? Uh, he was in the electronics aisle. Uh, he was had a girl with him. It might have been something to do with that, but dude came up and gunned him down, and when he hit the ground, he kept shooting him. In Target? Yeah, so what happened is the two guys, two males, got in an argument when they walked into Target. It's not fine, but go ahead. And then... (laughs) I know, right? They ran into each other again in the electronics department while they were shopping, and the guy pulled out a gun and shot the other guy. At Target. At Target. And then he walked out and got rid of the gun, then came back, and the cops arrested him. They have him? Yeah. Unbelievable. So yeah, I think the guy was 40 years old. He got killed. He was just there with his girlfriend or wife and just... Terrible. Not fun. No, we're just shopping. Sorry about that. Crazy story. I didn't know that though. Wow. Number two. So in the late 1980s, Pablo Escobar reportedly offered to pay off Colombia's debt of ten billion dollars wow. to avoid prosecution. That means you know you got a lot of money. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I mean he was the wealthiest criminal in history. He got around thirty billion at the time of his death, which would equal sixty billion today. Well, the, the, he had so much money, if you remember, that he He's was losing millions it. of dollars a year because they had so much stacked up in warehouses that rats were literally eating the money. Yeah, they couldn't put it enough places. And Do you remember buried. when he was cold in that little house and he didn't have anything to start a fire with, so he burned his money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't take him up on that. Listen, people get pardoned all kinds of stuff for doing all kinds of shady stuff now. Just get pardoned. Right. And I mean, had he offered it to maybe if they if someone wanted to be just as corrupt as as he was. But I think they were just so over him and the destruction that he brought to the country. I get it. But you can pay off that debt. (laughs) Okay, And number one. So I'm just curious more so what you would do with this. That's why it's number one. Ben Affleck shut down the production of Gone Girl for four days because he's a Boston Red Sox fan and they wanted him to wear a New York Yankees cap on screen. Well, if I can relate this to something on this show, I have program directors ask me all the time to say Roll Tide or Go Vols. Horns up. or horn, And I don't. I'm an Arkansas diehard fan. That's it. Mm-hmm. I've put station managers on the air to go, hey, listen, I love being in that town. I love being in Syracuse, New York. But I'm not going to scream, go big orange. <laughs> like, I respect you, and that's why I'm not going to do it, because I have mine. Mm. So, And I'm super neutral. That's why if you hear me on station saying roll tide, it's fine. <laughs> Amy's our, our generic voice of it doesn't matter what college. I'll do the whole read, and then Amy will jump in and go, go Bucks. Yeah. Um, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely loyal to Arkansas the same way. More so I wouldn't want to do someone else. Like, you, you wouldn't see me in an LSU hat. Going, go G-A-U-X Tigers. Right. No, I mean, it makes sense. But I mean, this is, he's acting. It's an acting role. It's not even him. Like, you are still representing you on air and like your passions. Ben Affleck is playing a character. Ben Affleck, I get you, bud. I feel you. All right, there you go. Is that it? Yep. Fun Fact Friday. Got this voicemail late last night. So I need some advice. How do you get over somebody who is cheating on you that you currently have to live with because of financial situation? Yeah, you uh, (laughs) G-T-H-O A-S-A-P. Get the heck out as soon as possible. (laughs) That's a lot of acronyms. (laughs) Yeah, you just have to. Yes, 
if financially you can't move out, that is a burden you have to live with right now. That's that's a, a life situation. But you don't have to fake it. You just say, I know what's happening. I'm going to look for my way out. And you, as soon as possible, you get out of that toxic situation. And then do you have any friends or family you can call on to help support you during this time that would help expedite that process? G-T-H-O-A-S-A-P, baby! <laughs> That's why I say get the heck out as soon as possible. Okay, thank you. There you go. Don't go back to this loser either. There you go. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Eric Church is releasing three new albums this April. The first one is called Heart, out on April 16th. The third one is called Soul, out on April 23rd. And in between those two will be an album called And, and it will only be available on vinyl for his church choir members on April 20th. The three albums together will be called Heart and Soul, with a total of 24 songs. Dan of Dan and Shay talked about volunteering to help dogs get adopted. The joy you see, like, seeing a dog get adopted is unlike anything else, you know? Like, you see those videos go viral on Facebook of a dog getting home for the first time, and to see it firsthand is incredible. Kelsey Ballerini shared what it was like being raised on a farm. I call it a farm. It was, like, three cows and a goat. So people that, like, actually have farms, they're like, no. Uh, but I, that, that was my lifestyle growing up. So I, I, I think my roots just kind of ran country so moving to Nashville and making this kind of music just has always felt right to me and like home to me I'm Morgan number two that's your skinny it's time for the good news with lunchbox tell me something good there's a server that was working at a restaurant when someone came in. They were like, here, we want to surprise you with a $2,000 tip. One of those people online that says, here, I'm going to go surprise someone. Give me donations. And the server turned it down. Said, no, I want you to go help another restaurant. Wow. A struggling restaurant. So she turned down the $2,000 so they could go somewhere else and spend it and help others because she said she was doing okay. Wow. That's. I go investigate and see the person never gave that $2,000 away. <laughs> She said, Dang. it's too much for me. I mean, I, I, yeah. Are you beside yourself right now? <laughs> can't speak. This is I, a I good news segment. can't speak. This is a positivity segment. Someone was trying to change her life, and she said, no thanks, I'm good. Maybe someone else needed it more than oh. her, and oh. she knew that. I thought he was speechless because it's good. He's not. He's... No, he's speechless because he's mad. Oh, wow. I don't know more at who. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know who to be more mad at. A, that the... I, I just... I can't believe you would turn down a $2,000 tip and say, hey, go help someone else. No, obviously you need the help. You're working. If you were so rich, you didn't need the money, you wouldn't be working. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Tell me something good. <laughs> Tell me something good. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Pomona, California. A 32-year-old man had stolen a car. Police are chasing him. He ditches the car, runs, and they can't find him. Well, he broke into an apartment, and he's staying there. He goes, he shaves, changes clothes, mm. and decides he's going to make a meal. Only problem is he burns the tortillas. Fire alarm goes off. Fire department responds with police. That's how they catch him. Wow. What? So he shaved. I imagine he had a full beard. Yes. So he shaved. He was using clothes from that apartment, and then he said, oh, I'm going to cook something before I leave. And he was making tortillas, burned them, smoke <laughs> alarm. <laughs> I would just be so scared that all that happened, I wouldn't have an appetite. Right. The fact that he wants to go right to the stove is crazy to me, but... Maybe he forgot he didn't live there. He's just like, this feels good. It feels like home. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. 
about to have our mystery guest on, which I will reveal now because I think he's about to be on the phone. It is Bear Grylls from Running Wild with Bear Grylls. And I'll read you some facts about Bear, who has a crazy life story. But he has this show that's in all these countries, and I did it last season. Pretty proud of it. But they reached out and said, hey, would you come back on with Caitlin, my fiance? And she doesn't really want to be on TV, but she's agreed to do it. I think it'll be fun. We're both a little nervous about it, but Bear's about to be on. Let me read you some stuff about Bear. Uh, he once survived a fall from a plane after his parachute ripped mid-skydive. Whoa. He and some friends were huddled together in a small plane at nearly 16,000 feet. The plane leveled out. They jumped out. His parachute responded as normal, but then a rip, and then he kind of he landed hard. Oh. And I think broke his back, right? Oh, and gosh. And has bounced back since then. Wow. He once rode naked in a homemade bathtub to raise funds for a friend who lost legs in a climbing disaster. Interesting. He also is the youngest person to climb Mount Everest, I believe, at the time. He, let's see, there's just so much of this. Some of the injuries that he has suffered over the years include crushed shoulders, a sliced finger, a broken elbow, a smashed knee, a broken big toe, a chipped skin, uh, dislocated hip, various bites from snakes, bats, and scorpions. Uh, Let's see. It took him 90 days to get to the top of Mount Everest. He climbed for 90 days. It's quite the resume. Yeah, he has eaten all kinds of stuff. But I, you know, I love working working with him. In 1998, he became the youngest person at age 23. Isn't that cool? It's it's been broken since, but at the time, it was it. Um, On and on, he's a black belt in karate. He served three years with the British Special Air Service. He trained in driving, parachuting, demolitions, trauma medic, Unarmed combat. He's only 46 years old. Jungle He's warfare. He's achieved so much. Jeez, man. Or done so much. Crazy. Well, okay. And I believe he is on, ready to go now. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Bear Grylls. There he is. Bear Grylls, everybody. Back yeah. on. Bear. Hey, Bobby. How are you, nice my friend? Yeah, nice to hear you, my friend. Uh, hey, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. We haven't spoken since you got engaged. This is... This is good news. It is great news. You know, I've I've never had an extremely serious relationship, never been engaged. So for me to finally commit, it's it is a big deal. So and that's why Bear is here. Bear's going to tell us something now that I've been keeping secret. Bear, what would you like to reveal to our listeners? Well, first of all, uh, it was to say I want to ring and, and send you lots of love and congratulations and all of that good stuff. But um, but yeah, we thought it might be fun to see if. Uh, your listeners would dig it if we did our first ever Running Wild where we take two people away and, uh, and we take you and Caitlin and we take you on like a, you know, great adventure together. And, um, and I always kind of think the Wild is the ultimate relationship builder, really, because, you know, there's nowhere to hide. You've got to kind of face some difficult stuff together. And, um, yeah, so I thought, hey, do you want to do it? Should we do it? We had so much fun last time. And, uh, and just kind of reaching out to you. So Bear Girls has reached out and asked Kayla and I to do it together. <laughs> and listen, after I went on the first trip, I thought, well, that was fun. I will never do that again. Mm-hmm. Loved Bear. Didn't love some of the cliffs I had to go down and some of the crazy experiences. Um, but Bear reached out and said, would you guys do it together? And, you know, Caitlin's like not a TV person, but she also is an athlete and loves adventure. So we have accepted his challenge. Now, why do you think, Bear, that, that this is kind of a metaphor for relationships, what we're about to do? I don't know. I think there's something kind of 
very ultimately bonding about the wild, as you know. Listen, you and actually, I do remember you really well saying at the end of our journey, you said, "Oh my God, I am done. Yeah, this has been amazing, but I am <laughs> never again." And 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 it was fun because when we heard you got engaged, all of us, the team, we all kind of said, oh, do you know what? We'd, it'd be really fun to do one with a couple." And um, and I don't know. There's something like I said, it's bonding, and and you can't hide, and you've got to kind of face difficult things together, and. And I've seen it so often with people. It brings people close, but also you've got to you've got to work together under pressure. And it's like a kind of it's like a pressure cooker of marriage. But instead of things taking twenty five years to come out, it comes out in about twenty five minutes. So <laughs> hey, we'll we'll have fun. What is your one piece of advice? As I'm about to get married now, just removing ourselves from the show. What what is your advice to me about marriage? Well, it's you know it's ultimate adventure and it's the one thing really worth protecting above your career and above everything you know if you get that right I love the thing of I think it was Henry Ford or, or so no no it was John Paul Getty actually you know whenever he uh, you know a hundred odd years ago who was that billionaire philanthropist and I remember a quote from him he said I give everything I own for one happy mar- marriage and uh, and I love that and I think it's um I think you've got to protect it, and you've got to you've got to give it, you know, put it number one in your life. And I think the one quality I'd say is kindness. I think that's been a, a key one. I mean, I look at we've just celebrated 21 years of marriage, Shara and me, a, you know, a few days ago, and um, and I look back and I think I I think I got really lucky marrying someone who's essentially a kind person. And you're going to have tension and difficult moments and and heartbreaking you know, painful moments like any relationship. But I think if you can hold on to kindness and be committed to each other to keep going, that's a wonderful thing. There he is. Bear Girls, my hero and yours. Uh, Bear, I will see you very soon. I, uh, I'm looking forward to it, I, I think. And Caitlin is going to dominate me in the wild. I already feel it. So uh, and, uh, We're going to smash it. We're going to have so much fun. Can't wait to see you out there. And your, uh, your listeners are going to love this one. This is going to be... This is taking it up a level. Be ready, Bobby. I Bobby. don't want to take it up a level. <laughs> I'm, let's take it down like two and just hang out and have like s'mores. We're going big. All right, there he is, Bear Girls. All right, Bear, see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. They tell me, they don't tell you anything about what you're doing. The only thing I was told is, can you drive a stick, right? Yeah. And I said, yes. She doesn't know how to drive a stick. But now I'm nervous because, and you can watch my old episode on Disney Plus right now. I did last season. I thought it was the craziest thing I'd ever done in my life. Yeah. There was no way to top some of the stuff that we did. Now the pit of my stomach dropped when he said we're taking it up a notch. Yeah. <laughs> he said going hard, I think. <laughs> You're screwed. I am screwed. <laughs> I really thought it would be fun. It would probably be lesser because it was the first couple they'd ever had on the show. I mean, we leave tonight. and I, we. I mean, I think you're going to, I would rather offer you encouragement that oh you're going to do great. Oh, my goodness. And you know what I'm looking forward to? What? The tent talk. When you guys are in the, like in the last episode, you guys in the tent, you guys get real deep. Yeah. I, I want him to like separate you guys and be like, all right, Caitlin. It's not a confessional. Oh, it's not? No. <laughs> That's what I pictured. Uh, running wild with Bear Grylls, leaving tonight. Couldn't say it to do an episode. It'll be, we don't know when it's going to be. It'll be in the next few months, probably when it will de- air, air debut. Yeah. Um, but if you want to see the episode I did last year, which I'm very proud of, you can go to Disney Plus and search for Running Wild, and I'm you can one see of the that episodes tent part. there. Okay. Well, now I'm nervous. Whoa. The Bible.
Here's Amy's pile of stories. So this is cool. If you are a Chick-fil-A chicken nugget fan. Uh, which I am. Yeah. Well, Costco apparently is selling some nuggets that taste just as good as the Chick-fil-A one. They're by Just Bar, and I've got a clip of the taste test that they did. That's crazy. I feel like I'm eating actually, like, I dump Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets on a plate. That is, it, it really, it tastes just like Chick-fil-A. Look at it. They look, look exactly like it. That's from a TikTok user, Florida mom of three, so she probably knows what she's talking about. I'm looking at them. They're called Just Bear. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. Anybody go to Costco? Oh, I go to Costco all the time. I'm always intimidated by Costco. <laughs> it's too much. Because I just need one pillow. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to I don't 20. need seven houses full of pillows. <laughs> I'm more of a shop at the gas station when I need something quickly than go and prepare. But that's just my life of being single for so long. Not anymore, but... You know, I didn't live with anybody until like six months ago. Yeah. So I'm still adjusting. What else? Do you believe in friends at first sight? No. What? I don't trust people a year in. Like, I'm just now (laughs) trusting Eddie, and he's my best man. In a way, I mean, you met Eddie and I random places, and then we became friends. I think I've clicked with people. That's exactly. Immediately. But but then I've also clicked people that didn't work out. So I think, no, I don't believe in anything at first sight. Well, they say, they being people that study this, that friends at first sight is a real thing. And the first impressions that we get, if we have this strong reaction to people, uh, then if our heightens or senses, our senses are heightened, excuse me, then we usually know how we feel about them and we're friends forever. If I saw someone in a Garth Brooks t-shirt, wearing an Arkansas Razorback hat, holding a plate of chicken fried steak, (laughs) listening to John Mayer, I may go, I think that could be my person. <laughs> Other than that, probably not. I'll, I'll wait and let it develop. All right, what else? Well, in an interview with People Magazine, Morgan Wallen was admitting that he was kind of on a high with being famous and doing all the partying and hanging out with the co-eds last year. But then he took a step back and realized there was a price to pay for being reckless. And it's kind of funny, random, that I came across this story this morning from People Magazine because last night my friend sent me the clip of Morgan Wallen on The Voice back in the day. Have you ever seen it? Oh, I he have not. He came and did a whole Bobbycast with me for an hour. You can search my music podcast called The Bobbycast. We talked all about his time with The Voice. He had short hair then, didn't have a mullet. Hmm. It was just a good, he was singing kind of R&B stuff. Yeah, it was Collide. Howie you Day Collide. And really? I collide. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't, not, he did, nothing looked like what we know of Morgan now, he, the sound was a little different because it was, but I just thought that that was, if that's something, if you're a Morgan Wallen fan, go back and check that out. And then also another random thing is my friend recently got a new employee and on like one of their first days kind of said, yeah, I met Morgan, Morgan Wallen at the beach and then went on tour with him. <laughs> like, like as a, this was probably back in his co-ed days. Oh, oh like yeah. Hanging, oh. Like she literally just met him at the beach and then ended up on the road with him for Dang. a little bit. <laughs> That sounds cool. <laughs> I know. Right. My friend was more like, let's make better choices. <laughs> I don't know about that. I like old Morgan Wallen. <laughs> so do I, but this was the partying days. Okay, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So I got a story that's so cool. I've always wanted to be a part of a neighborhood watch type situation, and this is kind of like that. So in Brooklyn, there's been attacks near this one subway station, like a string of them. So one guy that lives in the neighborhood, his name is Peter Kerr. He's like, this has to stop. So he came up with a plan to organize a community-led group of people 
volunteers that walk subway riders from their destinations to where, you know, from the subway to where they need to go. And so it's awesome. And that they have a whole little Instagram thing at Safe Walks NYC. That's how it was born. Sure, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. And you can hit it up and request a walk. Lunchbox, weren't you going to do that in your neighborhood? Like a community lookout? I was going to do community. Yeah, I want to get involved, but I haven't really got that together yet. I mean, it's hard to get everybody motivated. That's true. Just generally. This guy did it. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the goal in your neighborhood? Well, I mean, I feel like I, I want to be involved in things. Like I I'm I like to call nine one one. I like to help people. And so you I love to call nine one one. If if we were to list lunchboxes of hobbies, call nine one one. It would be yeah. sports, beer, his kids, calling nine one one. Yeah. And so I mean, you gotta be the person that you know, they I always saw those signs, neighborhood watch, and I feel like I could be leading that and it if I'm at the head of that, it gives me more excuses to be nine one one and make a difference in my community. Yeah. Clean up the riffraff. But you haven't taken a step yet. No, I don't really know how to do that. Yeah. And I mean, I'd have to have a meeting and with COVID and everything, I figure it's not a good time to get everybody together. So you'll, after COVID, you'll start saving people. After COVID, I will start having meetings at the community (laughs) center. Okay. There you go. Amy, that's a good story though. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go talk to Taylor, who's on the phone right now. Hey, Taylor. Hey, morning studio. Morning. How are y'all? We're doing pretty good. What can I do for you? I need some advice. I'm in a really awkward situation, and I don't know what to do. All right, go ahead. Um, so I've got this acquaintance, and she is talking to my best guy friend. And I know for a fact that she is not in it for the long run. She's basically just using him to help take care of her kids, to pay her bills, all that good stuff. She's told me this herself. He's in it for the real thing, and I don't want him getting hurt, but I don't know if I should talk to him or just let time play its course and let everything work itself out. Okay. I think it's a fair question. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. All you can do as a friend to that person is tell them how you feel and what you know. You can't really direct them. You can't tell them what to do. But as long as you go to your friend and say, hey, this is what I know and how I know it, and this is how I feel, then you kind of got to put your hands up and let people make their decisions and or mistakes. So I'm going to tell you, express your feelings, your desires to your friend, and then you kind of got to back out of it. It's not your life, and you wouldn't want someone jumping in your life after they've told you how they feel continuing to poke and prod. So are you suggesting she talks to the acquaintance, the, that person? No, her friend. So she's friends with the guy. Yeah, let the guy know. Hey, this is what I know. She's feeling this way. This is what I've heard. And just, just so you know, and otherwise I, I feel like I can kind of wash my hands of this situation. And then it's up to you to make your decisions. And then be there for them whenever she screws them up. But that's what you have to do. The acquaintance, she doesn't know anything to you. You don't know anything to her. Okay. I, sorry, I misheard that. I thought she had this acquaintance that's dating a guy, and then now she feels bad for the guy. I didn't realize they were friends. Yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's friends right. with a guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, want to make sure I heard it right. So there you go, Taylor. Let your friend friend know how you feel and why you feel that way, and then let him make his own mistakes or let him make his own uh, good decisions for himself. Well, that sounds great. I appreciate y'all's advice. Was that what you were going to do anyway? Uh, I, that's kind of what I, that's honestly kind of where I was leaning towards, but I don't do well with confrontation or drama. 
And so I really didn't know if that would be the right thing to do or not. Well, I don't know that it's so dramatic to go to your friend because you would want someone coming to you, right? Right, of course, yes. You go to them and say, hey, listen, I know you guys are together and I'm so happy for you. Here's what I know. And it may be a little dramatic for a second, but Mm -hmm. you'll be so happy on the other side of it because you would have hoped someone would have done that for you. So if for no other way, look at it as if you would want to be respected like you're going to respect your friend. I like that. Okay. That's that's awesome. I like that. Thank you so much. All right, Taylor. Have a great day. Thank you. Y'all too. It's Bobby Bones, World Class Advice Giver. There you go. Anything? Everybody good on that? No, yeah. I would just add to her real quickly. Like, if he doesn't take your advice right away, that's that's okay. You yeah. need to let that go and still just be there as his friend because he may really need you once he finds out or once he believes it for himself. Or she could be wrong, too, guys. Right. True. I'm not True. saying she yeah. is, but she could well, be she wrong. she said the acquaintance had told her. I'm only But who knows? Gonna- right. <laughs> All right, there you go. Let's go do the morning corny. The morning corny. What do you call a cat that likes to eat beans? What do you call a cat that likes to eat beans? Puss and toots. <laughs> Puss and toots. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. That was the morning corny. <laughs> a guy woke up in Mobile, Alabama Sunday morning, and he found a woman in his bedroom drinking a Coke and holding a bag of pepperoni from his fridge. <laughs> his, he just, no, he just woke up and there's someone sitting in his room Earth. drinking a Coke and eating pepperonis. You'd think it's a dream, right? You'd probably like wash your face off first for and a, go back to bed. For a second, but I think my heart would just God. be scared to death. Because that means they have leverage over you right for that moment. Mm-hmm. You're in a very vulnerable place. You're in the bed. They're up and can do whatever they want to you. And she has pepperoni and what? A Coke. Okay. A man told police he woke up and saw a stranger standing in his bedroom. The woman told the man she was cold and hungry. The man told police he had to physically force her out of his home. Sounds like it was someone who was possibly homeless, who found an unlocked door and got in. Yeah. But in this case, Amy, if you were to wake up and see this, what would you do? Oh, I'd, oh well, I want to somehow find a way to call 911 and then maybe just calmly talk to them to make sure I'm not in harm's way. Or I'd get up and run out as fast as I can because I'm scared. Uh, I have strategically... A couple of guns, mm. and I think that's where I would go to immediately. Yeah, and just like hold them hostage. You're in my house. Yeah. I think I would naturally go grab and unload. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I, I've had too many incidents. Scare them with that. I don't, listen, if they came at me, there would be no scaring. Yeah. What were we going to say? Well, I was thinking like with so many people having smart devices in their homes now, I've I've often thought I need to remember to be like, da-da-da-da. I don't want to say the name because I don't want people's things to call 911, but I want to be like, hey, da-da-da, call 911 and like yell that. And they'd have to find where it is and go unplug it. Mm. But after I've already said that, I'm sure elect, she would already send someone, wouldn't she? Unless you, the, the person just went to start stabbing you immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, here is a voicemail from Angela in Kentucky. Morning, Bobby. Morning, studio. I was wondering if you have a bucket list. Mine was to see a taping of Jeopardy with Alex Trebek. I was scheduled to go last year when COVID hit, so I'll never be able to cross it off my list. Do you have a bucket list and what is on it? Thanks. Love the show. I mean, the bucket list items that I used to have was one, to go watch David Letterman live, and I got to do that because he was a hero. Two, throw out the first pitch at the Chicago Cubs game. I got to do that last year. Two, 
sell out the Ryman. Got to do that. I mean, yeah. it's pretty amazing, huh? Yeah. To Not so bad. To do uh, Paramount Theater in Austin, which was a big deal to me. Got to do that. So I don't know. The only other thing would be to be a member of the Opry. But this it's a it's a career it's a goal career goal more than it is a bucket list yeah. you know. Otherwise, I've just kind of. But d- going sitting in David Letterman isn't a career goal. That's no, a no, no. I mean, yeah, what I have it. left. Gotcha. It would be like be a member of the Opry, host the CMAs. Like, but those like are career you goals. Go. I've kind of do everything like. that I've wanted to do as a kid. Now at this point, I've kind of been able to do it. Like to be able to go to Razorback games and be able to go in the locker room. Yeah. That's the biggest deal to me because as a kid, that they were the our pro team. So I think bucket list, I'm good. I do have I do have many goals, but yeah, I'm I'm okay. You? Mine's travel related. I guess I I want to go to Spain. I've always wanted to. <laughs> like I similar to her, but a little bit different. I had a trip booked. I was gonna do my Spanish semester there in college and then 9-11 happened and they grounded all travel. Texas A&M canceled the trip. I didn't ever get to go. And so that was kind of a bummer. So I want to do that at some point. Here's a voicemail from last night. Bobby Bones, thank you for introducing me to DraftKings. I bet $25. (laughs) I entered your code as well when I started. And that $25 turned into $278. (laughs) I love you. My girlfriend hates you. But (laughs) I love you, Bobby. Thank you. Appreciate that. Making that money. I'll definitely be betting the football games this weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, Yeah, if if you guys get DraftKings, put in the code BONES. I think you get something. I don't know what it is. But I'm on it all the time. I love it. And just me loving it and posting about it, we've now kind of gone into an agreement together. But you can download the app, enter the free prediction challenge. They're putting it up on my screen now. Answer questions like, who will score last in the Super Bowl? Boom. And you Anyway, DraftKings, put in bones. Love it. Eddie's been hitting a little bit. A little bit. And I haven't been telling you because you think that if I tell you yeah, what like. I bet, I ruin the bet. He's bad like Eddie. <laughs> I call him BLE. So we do our own bets and then we both win. <laughs> on yesterday's show, we talked to Lunchbox because... Lunchbox's wife wants to learn how to drive a stick shift. Your car is a stick shift. Yeah, 05 Ultima stick shift. So you made a deal with her. Yes, that I said, listen, okay, I'll do it, but I want you to pay for the damages because I don't trust you're going to be able to do it and you're going to burn out my clutch. And since we have separate bank accounts, I want her to take responsibility for her actions. So what are you going to play us here? This is me talking to her. We're sitting on the couch last night about to watch a little TV. Before we watch TV, I want to make sure we get the contract signed. All right, here we go. So you really want me to teach you to drive stick? Yes, I really need to know. Like, what if I have to drive your car in an emergency? Okay, then I need you to repeat after me. <laughs> okay, what? I, the smoking hot wife. <laughs> oh my God. I, the smoking hot wife. Want to learn stick on your car. Want to learn stick on your car. So if anything goes wrong, I will pay for it from my own personal bank account. <laughs> And if anything goes wrong, I will pay for it from my own personal bank account. That means we are legally binding, and I now can teach you <laughs> stick on my car, and you're responsible for all financials. Uh, okay. Now give me a kiss. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. Oh, so I what, thought we were going to have to listen to them. We I was going to tell Ray to turn <laughs> it down. <laughs> what's, what's the deal? When are you doing it? I figure we'll start next week. Okay. I mean, just got to find a time, and we got to find a parking lot when it's going to be empty. So I'm hoping, you know, maybe at like schools, they're not at school, right? Middle of the day at a school would work. Some are. Oh. I don't know how to risk that. Just find a parking lot. Yeah. In back of back of a parking lot. 
Oh, yeah, back, back where there's no car. So this is going to get interesting, folks. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. By the way, everything is not legally binding. Lunchbox just screams at times, <laughs> that's legally binding. I don't know that all the things you think are legally binding are, but you do have her committed here on tape. Yeah, that's legally binding. A handshake is legally binding. I don't know that that's true. Not, yeah, not. you can't prove it. Like I promise I mean, you, Eddie just shook my hand and told me he'd give me all the money as well. Yeah, but I didn't. And have you seen so Jerry Maguire? Yeah, true. The Friday morning conversation with Thomas Red. Thomas Red, how are you? What's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Good to talk to you. I got your 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 mail yesterday at the house. I got a, <laughs> I got a box, and I don't drink. But uh, Thomas Red said, "Hey, I'm going to send you some tequila." I said, "Hey, Kaylin, we'll drink a little bit of tequila." And so I haven't tasted it yet, but from what I hear, it is quite tasty. So you, you're in the tequila business now. I know you're, you're hurting for money. So uh, what's up with this? <laughs> yeah, man, in the tequila business. With my cousin, Jeff, who lives down in Valdosta, um, who sources pecans for a living. And uh, this, this idea really started uh, a few years ago out in Colorado. We were on a ski lift and decided that we love tequila and we wanted to start a, a company together and here we are three years later, and I can't believe it's finally out. So I appreciate you uh, talking about with me this morning. It's pretty cool because it comes in he, in this box. It was the tequila, and then there was a bottle of uh, Topo Chico, and there was a lime in the box. Hey, that's the ranch water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a whole it's a whole Ooh. thing. So this uh, this cousin of yours has he been in tequila before? Like, why did you guys decide to do this? Man, so me and Jeff, although we're third cousins, we kind of are like brothers, and we kind of grew up together. Um, and our families go skiing together every year. And um, me and Jeff have always talked about starting something together, whether it's a, a, a hunting apparel line or a, a fly fishing rod company. Like anything that we get into, we get into it really, really hard. And uh, tequila is something that we kind of became connoisseurs of about five or six years ago. Um, and it kind of just seemed natural to start it very grassroots, very organic. And um, so that box you got, that's kind of how we drink it. So we kind of wanted to send it to people um, in ways that me and Jeff would drink it. Um, but it's also like a super sipping Blanco. So you really don't need anything except for like an ice cube and an orange peel. That's my favorite way to drink it. So super smooth, but also um, also pretty bold as well. So It's called Dos Primos Tequila. Am I saying that right? Yes, two sir. cousins. Yeah, yeah, two cousins. I'm going to come back two to this cousins. in a second. I have a couple other things to talk to you about if you don't mind. Yeah, man, for sure. You, you have a streak of 10 number ones right now. Did you know that? I actually did not know that. You have 16 total. I'm a, this is this is a this is your life segment, Thomas. Right? You have 16 Thanks, number man. ones total, but you have a streak of 10 number ones in a row. How about that? Yeah. I mean, come it's, on. In, it's insane. What is it's it? Insane. Is it though? Like I think it people. Is. I mean, you, you don't do anything that doesn't come out, and people are in love with it. At this point, wouldn't you be disappointed if it went number two? Uh, I don't know if disappointment would be the right word. Um, it, it is it is pretty interesting though when you start to get into having like a streak like this and there's there's a lot of artists that have some really good streaks but I think as you as you continue to go you go well man maybe you know this record has to be better than the last one and this has to say something different than the last and all you can do is hope that people like it and uh, if it ends up going number one it, it really is a huge reward in the tunnel for sure. I'm gonna ask you a tough question here, Thomas Rhett. If you had to eliminate one of your number ones and never play it again the rest <laughs> of your life, which number oh. one would you eliminate? Probably star of the show. Now, didn't that song sit for a long time? Like, did, what's this? What was the story of that song? Yeah. So we were we were like at the end of a record cycle, um, and I remember this song. I played star of the show on YouTube in like 2013, and a bunch of people kept asking why I never recorded it. Um, and just on a whim, we recorded it, and it kind of it turned out really great, and we put it out, and it became a hit. Um, 
And I, I don't know. I, I think when I, I think that would be a moment in my show where, like, if you're not like a a really true fan, you don't you don't really know that song. Does that make any sense? But it was a number one, so I think it was a number one. It, yeah, yeah, but now, now it's the one I sing every day when I come into work. I'm always singing <laughs> "Star of the Show." No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a couple other things. I want to brag on you for a second. Thomas Rhett wrote okay. a couple songs on Morgan Wallen's new album. I'm gonna play a couple clips here. He wrote Whiskeyed My Way. Here's it wasn't my buddies, it wasn't my mama, it wasn't no self-help And he wrote Your Bar- Bartender for Morgan Wallen. If I was your bartender, I'd make some love When you wrote those songs, were you writing for you as an artist, or were you just writing songs for folks? Man, when I wrote Bartender, uh, I kind of knew at the first chorus that that song might not be for me, but I knew it sounded like a really big song for somebody. Um, and I, I immediately sent it to Morgan, and he said, is this for me or is this for you? And I said, this is for you if you want to do it. And uh, he fell in love with that song and recorded it. And um, But Whiskey My Way was a, was a hard one to kind of give up. That was like one of my favorite songs I wrote on the road last year, but for some reason... I wrote a kind of a lot of songs, uh, not necessarily in that vein content-wise, but musically, um, that are going to be coming out on my new record. And so it kind of felt it felt like something that, that maybe Morgan uh, would do a whole lot better than I would, and he definitely did. Um, but that's like that's the record to be on, man. I, I, I could not be prouder for the for the guy. Um, he's become a good friend of mine, and, and for him to think a couple songs that I wrote were, were good enough to make that amazing project, that's a, that's a really huge honor for me. What do you think about a guy like Morgan Wallen, kind of on a very small record label, you know, yeah. kind of doesn't, you know, has a different look about him. People are like, well, the guy's got cutoffs, no, got a mullet. Like, and he, now he's, yeah. you know, one of the biggest things in the format. What do you think about a guy coming on and bursting on the scene like that? Dude, I think it's just amazing for the genre. I think it, I think what it does is it really encourages people that may not even have a record deal right now, but are searching for one and just also realize that, like, you can do it organically. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't have to have all this big, fancy stuff. Like, you can go write just amazing songs and just have a charisma about you that's just interesting to the world. And I think that's what Morgan is. I mean, he's a great songwriter, first of all, great entertainer. And when you hear his voice, there's no denying, there's no denying who is, who is singing that song. And, uh, and he's a good dude, man. And, and, I'm, and, I, and I love watching good people win. All right, Thomas Red is on. I have a couple business proposals for you that I've come up with. I want you to listen to them okay. before you reject them, okay? Okay. So, so I've got a few ideas here. First of all, I think you should launch... Thomas Rhett's Pets. It's a petting zoo, but instead of pets, we sell tickets for people to come and pet you. It's really expensive. Oh, my. <laughs> Thomas Rhett's Pets. No? Okay, okay. I have, another, I have another one. I don't think anybody would come to that petting zoo. How about this? Thomas Rhett's Sweats. It's a line of sweatpants, but it's your face on the butt, but your face making different expressions. <laughs> it's like happy sweats, sad sweats. Thomas Rhett's Sweats. I could, I could get behind that. Okay, how about Thomas Rhett Vinaigrette? Forget about Paul Newman's salad dressing. Thomas Rhett is the next big thing. You're Thomas Rhett, Georgia Vinaigrette? Come on. Dude, 100%, man. We need to have a brainstorming session after this because you got, you got the ideas. Thomas Rhett Sweats is the best, though. And finally, <laughs> it's a, this is a joint venture. It's kind of awkward to run this by you in front of everybody because it's something him yeah. and, you know, yeah. TR and I can do together. It's called Bobby and Tommy's Mommy. It's a joint <laughs> venture. It's a daycare where we once a month take care of all the country artist babies. Dude, we would crush that. <laughs> Just something we, to think about. No pressure. You don't have to invest anything yet. No pressure. Just some ideas. I'll have my people reach out to your people. We'll, get, right. we'll get the contract signed immediately. Um, Thomas Red is on. Let's see. Anything else I want to mention here? I want to play What's Your Country song. It references right 16 country hits. 
you know in 10 or 15 years you're going to have artists doing this about you, right? When you're going to be in their songs <laughs> talking about the good old days. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't even think that far ahead. I'm, I'm taking it one day at a time right now. Okay. Which, okay, last question. This is a big one. It's tough. And if you need a few seconds to think about it, it's okay. Which 90s country hit do you wish that you, have, you had written? Hmm. Well, my default would be one of my dad's for sure, but um, probably probably John Deere Green. Oh, man, on a hot summer night. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's such a jam. That's There's so many in the 90s, man. They just they got it right. That's such a good one. All right, Thomas Rhett. Okay, tell everybody what tequila they need to go when they're buying their tequila and buy. Okay, so I don't know where everybody lives, obviously, but I think that Dos Primos will be here in Nashville at the end of the week um, at most liquor stores you go to. But Dos Primos, uh, me and my cousin Jeff started it. If you haven't tried it and you love tequila, you should definitely try it. Or if you don't like tequila and you just drink whiskey, you should still try it. I'm confused uh, by that method, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of rambling. Or you could gift it to somebody. Can you mail alcohol like it's a gift? Well, he mailed that. To, how do you get it to you? Drop it off or mail it? Uh, somebody in a black coat showed up drop it and ran. I don't know. No, I, think, I, think, I think you can mail it as a gift, but I don't think you can buy it. Okay. I'm not totally sure. You can ship it. Real. I mean, I'm in a wine club. I get wine in the mail. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Just yeah. give us your address, TR, and we'll tell everybody to send you some money, and you Perfect. can just send it to them. Mm-hmm. That's, he, that's yeah. a great idea. Okay. <laughs> there he is, Thomas Rett, taking over the world, now with his tequila. Hey, thank you, uh, Thomas Rett. Good luck, and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. Thank you. Love y'all. Appreciate you. All right, there he is. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A woman who was down on her luck did not have a good start to 2021. But things are looking up now. Betty Campbell has been working two jobs and living in a shed in her sister's yard in Raleigh, North Carolina after losing her house last year. A fire on New Year's Eve destroyed everything the 76-year-old owned and the firefighters who put out the blaze were then moved to help her. Quote, when I got back to the station, I just couldn't get her off my mind, says Captain Dina Ollie. So she reached out on Facebook and said, hey, this is what happened. Can we get together a few bucks to buy some clothes? Soon, donations were pouring in. Within 24 hours, they had raised over $4,000. But that kindness didn't stop. Victor Company, a nonprofit made up of minority firefighters, worked and got a lift installed in the sister's house because she had trouble getting up and down the stairs. And now she's slowly getting back to normal. She's got clothes. She can move around in the house and they're working on her, her new house right now. Love it. Isn't that a crazy story? Yeah. I mean, these firefighters went and, first of all, risked their lives and then got back and were like, man, we should do more and did. So that's a fantastic story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones, I did post last night, and I've been pretty precious about posting our engagement photos, because I just don't want to cover my feet in them, but I did post an engagement photo of Caitlin and I, and what maybe my favorite one of all of them. We have That's on, a good one. The, the jacket one? Yeah. It's awesome. Thanks. I was pretty proud of that one. My thing with the engagement photos was, I don't like the ones where we're staring intently in each other's eyes, <laughs> doing a lot. <laughs> Not my vibe. Those are the traditional ones, yeah. though. But I, last night, on the one I posted was a pretty healthy balance of, you can see love there, and it's also something slightly different. How long did it take you to come up with the caption, blame it all on our roots? Uh, about five seconds, because I said, Caitlin, what do I caption this? Oh, okay. She goes, blame it all on my roots. That's like, a good thank, one. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> y'all both had your home states yeah. on. Yeah. She's great at captions. Like She may be the funniest person consistently that I've ever been around. Like She's up there. 
Eddie's probably second. Oh, thank you. Amy makes me laugh a lot because she's extremely random. That's a compliment. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, go check it out, Mr. Bobby Bones. Uh, I was talking to Caitlin before he came into the show today, and we had Bear Girls on this morning, and he's our mystery guest. And Bear Girls does a show called Running Wild with Bear Girls, which is internationally mega famous. He does all these other shows too. He has a kid's show on Netflix, a new movie. Regardless, they asked Caitlin and I to come do it together. Because I was like, you know, there's no reason for me to go do it again by myself. I just did it last season. And they've never had a couple on in the history of that show, and they've been doing it forever. And so I said, hey, do you want to do this? And she's like, I don't really want to be on TV. She thinks that the adventure would be fun, but she's not someone who's craving to be on TV. Of course, yeah. And so finally I said, come on, I'd love it if you did it. So she agreed to do it. And I had a talk with her early, early this morning because we leave after the show's over and fly to do our thing because we do it all this weekend. And I said, hey, if we get somewhere and I'm scared, because I get really scared, will you just act like you're scared? And I'll be like, Kayla, come on. <laughs> and you'll be like, no, and then we don't have to do it. And she was like, you're out of your mind. I'm like, well, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no. I have no need for heights or adrenaline. I have none of that in me. I don't need it. You have the wrong fiance for that. She's I know. too competitive and can handle it. So I know. wait, good luck. I know. Uh, let's do the news. Here we go. Bobby's Big Story. Authorities in Atlanta are accusing a local teen of stealing almost a million dollars from a Kroger. Yeah, a teen. Investigators say 19-year-old Trey Brown was able to steal $980,000 by completing over 40 fake returns as an employee. Wow. The returns took place between December and January and ranged between 75 bucks to $87,000. What oh my? <laughs> what the? How do you? Well, you got to get brave to try that last one. <laughs> He has allegedly used the stolen money to buy guns, clothes, and two cars. Wow. I'm just so curious because they don't list what the $87,000, that's a big ham. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turkey. (laughs) Something. Holy cow. (laughs) And also at some point, and I'm not telling you how to live your life, Trey Brown, if you did this. Yeah, because again, investigators say that he was able to do this. Take my advice. If you start to get away with about $200,000, Call it a day. Because when you get up to near a million, they've already been investigating you for a long time. Yeah. Now you're just being greedy. Yeah. You but can, but how, like, what is a bright kid, though, well, to what, come up too, with all yeah. this stuff? If you're that smart, I mean, let's not, apply I don't it know, elsewhere. I don't know how bright he was. Well, then he's got guts. Something. <laughs> or stupidity. It could have been one of many things. But if you get caught, I tend to go, that wasn't that bright. Yeah. You know, a bright person figures it out and how not to get okay, caught. Okay, okay. But yeah, he's in trouble. And you know they've been watching him since about the $250,000 mark. They're like, well, he just brought in a loaf of bread and cashed it back for $300,000, Jim. So that's story number one. Here's another one. Bobby's other story. A woman that owns a chicken as a pet decided to do everything she could to save the bird. She ended up spending over $10,000 on a heart surgery to help the chicken. Most of it was not covered by insurance. The chicken is doing much better after the surgery. Now, Uh, before you judge, and I can see judgment on your face. uh, (laughs) I mean, it's a chicken. Do you have judgment on your face? Do I have to lecture you or no? No, you don't have to lecture me because I... This means something to her. The family had chicken last night. She may not want to hear it, but you know what I'm saying? Eddie, if you had any sort of pet, a porcupine, a chicken... I I have a, a gecko lizard, dude. If that gecko lizard 
to you and your children, and that you had to go spend 500 bucks to fix it. And mm. you did, you weren't really doing it because of what the gecko meant to the world. You're doing it because of what that creation meant to you. Okay, you got me. And As let's always. say this woman has enough money to do it. Yeah, sounds or like she does. it means enough to her. Good for you. I also had chicken yesterday for lunch. <laughs> but good for you. I was watching Idiot Abroad. You guys familiar with that show? No. no. It's, it's a bit of what my Nat Geo show is inspired by, okay? Because um, there's a few shows that I loved. I was like, I, was, I always wanted to do a show like this, and I was able to combine that with what we do on this show and what, I, what I'm pretty good at. But he goes over to India, and they, they, are, they have cow sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. The cow is the ultimate. Very sacred. And for like, they wash their hair with cow pee. Like they sell it in bottles at like stores like we would goat's milk. Yeah. So before Amy. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm also curious. Do I need to invest in cow yes. urine? What are the benefits? What do you mean invest? <laughs> like you're. Not invest. Like I guess not to make money, but do I need to buy some? One other story. A member of the Oklahoma State House of Representatives has introduced a bill to create an official Bigfoot hunting season. If it passes, the State Wildlife Commission will need to set dates for the season and issue licenses. Before I tell you what's really happening here, as someone who grew up hunting, what do you think about this story? It's a way to be out hunting at a different time. That's my guess. I could be wrong. So in Arkansas, we had bear season. We'd see like one bear a year. (laughs) And the bears weren't causing any trouble where I lived. But it was so you could get certain guns out and be out in the woods and quote unquote go bear hunting. Yeah. When you were probably going to be out there anyway illegally. It was just a way to somewhat mm. massage the system so people could get out and shoot their muzzle loaders or who knows what they're shooting and not tagging. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I, listen, but I'm telling you, that's what this is because there are no big, big feats, big foots. Man, what if they find one though? Like, what if one season they come up and like, all right, we got one? Then I will come on this show and say, <laughs> I am wrong. <laughs> all right. Deal. All right, that's the news. Hit it. Bobby's Big Story. An update on that guy who robbed Caitlin's grandfather's house and stole 60 guns. The sheriff called into the show yesterday. If you missed the segment, Caitlin's grandfather got extremely sick with COVID to the point where they were telling us, hey, it's a coin flip. And while he was in the hospital, someone robbed his house of 60 guns, a lot of stuff. I did see some listeners going, hey, did the guy know because of this show that her grandfather was sick? He's a really famous basketball coach. We didn't talk about it until he was in there for weeks. Because mm. I, too, was like, I don't know, should I? She was like, yeah, you can. Um, but they say they're closer to finding this Ollie guy. They don't have him yet. Not yet, huh? But they're still looking for him. But they're closer to it. Tips are coming in hot and heavy. Good. Oh, good, yeah. Yes. Hot and heavy, Ollie. Don't come to my house, though. <laughs> You think Ollie knows by now? Like, you think he's heard on the radio? You think Ollie was driving and heard his name on the radio? Hmm. Probably. I don't know. Ollie, I feel like I, something got back to him somehow, maybe. Ollie seems like a fan. <laughs> For sure. He yeah. likes telling me something good. Ollie's like a guy who gets on our Facebook page and just <laughs> is mean to everybody, which is most people. Dave Chappelle had to cancel a mini residency in Austin after one show because he tested positive for COVID. He said he hadn't had any symptoms yet. He photobombed a couple's wedding photos at a hotel in Austin. Well, imagine you're this couple and you go, oh, the guy that just jumped in our picture has COVID. Oh, boy. Whoopsie. Yeah, well, that couple might want to get tested because Dave Chappelle just found out he has it. Oh. Yeah. I'm looking at the picture here. He, 
The thing I mean, is, he's far it's back. Not super close, right? But still, <laughs> he's in your vicinity, and you that's know funny. he has COVID. That's a that's an interesting <laughs> way to find out. You know what did they call it? Point. Uh, the point of contact. Tracing. Tracing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, also, now here's this couple getting kind of famous yeah, mm-hmm. because of that. They yeah. were doing their wedding, <laughs> wedding pictures. Uh, Dave's in Austin doing socially distant stand-up shows at Stubbs Amphitheater. And Good thing. <laughs> there was a picture, too, that came out from behind. And it, the, it was a crazy picture. It was Dave Chappelle. It was another comedian. I forget her name. But it was Elon Musk. It was Joe Rogan, who all live, in, who all live in Austin now. Like Texas. Wow. So they were, cool. all, they were all that show. Elon Musk is now, I think he's back to second again, but for a few weeks, he was the richest man in the world. Crazy. Who's he battling that with? Who do you think? Mm. Bezos. Bezos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff oh, yeah. Bezos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bez- However you say his name. By the <laughs> way, I'm tired uh, of people telling me I don't say it right. Just say the creator of Amazon. Jeff Bezos. 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 Well, that's what I said. The Bezos. Don't know. Who knows, dude? Eddie lectured me about Ben Affleck the yes, other day. Yes, because... You're the, saying Affleck. It's, okay. Isn't it Aff- Let Affleck? me live my life. That's the duck from the insurance commercial. Like, ben Affleck. Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Do I always say that? Yes. And his name's Affleck. Lunchbox said some listeners asked him for a picture. Is that what happened, Lunchbox? Oh, yeah. I was out for a walk. I was walking the dog. And, you know, I don't have a mask because I'm just walking the neighborhood with the dog. And they come up and they don't have a mask. Hey, can we get a selfie? Uh, how do you handle that? Like, what do you do? What I, Dave Chappelle kind of did. That's what I do. I'll be like, hey, absolutely. But let me stand back about 10 feet and just take it of me behind you because I don't want to get people railing on me on social media. And yeah, but I still want to do it. So yeah, that's what you do. Oh, well, I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, I said him, no. I told him no mask, no picture. No, wow. you, no you wow. didn't. Yes, I did. What do you want me to do? I didn't have a mask. They didn't have a mask. Sorry, you can say hi from over there. If you want to take a picture of me standing there, cool. But until we're masked up, no picture. You didn't think you could just get behind them and let them take a picture, a selfie with just a little distance between you? Didn't even think about that. I thought about, like, offering them an autographed book from you or something. Like, oh, here, just, you know, send me your address and I'll mail it to you. But I I didn't do that. I just said no mask, no picture. But... Sorry about that. It was nice meeting you. And you almost said you can take a picture of me, just not with me? Yeah. That (laughs) way they they want to tell their friends that they met me, and their friends are not going to believe it unless they have a picture of me. So I was like, if you want to take a picture of me and my dog, no problem. You know, I don't have a problem with that. But I'm not going to stand next to you and take a picture with no mask. We know Lunchbox, right? Mm -hmm. We we know. know, I've known him for years, 15 years. And this is the honest question. Do you think... And Lunchbox, you stay out of this. Do oh, you think... I thought this was a question for me. That he's getting, as my grandma would say, a little too big for his britches. Oh. Really? Yes or no? I'm still going to go with no in my heart. Uh, no. I, I mean, my answer is no, too. But we've, over the years, even 10 years ago, we had to deal with little things like this. Like he Do you always, feel like it's grown, though? It's kind of stayed the same. So that's that gives me hope. I mean, him. listen to him. I mean, he, he just spoke for himself, I think. I don't think we need to speak for that. Listen to him. He said, he said, no mask, no picture. <laughs> that's big. He big dealed them. But I don't think that's a big deal. My only argument <laughs> is that, yes, it does sound rough, but I understand him not wanting to be around folks without a mask. And sure. Just because he didn't think of the alternative. To stand back, I don't think he should be penalized. He uses the word celebrity a lot when he refers. But to he's himself. always done that. That's right. not a. That's not him growing into bigger or thinking his 
britches are bigger. Like he's always been that way, even years ago when nobody, like there would be nothing and he would just think of himself as this big celebrity. Lunchbox, what if uh, A-list would be actors (laughs) like Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, uh, Julia Roberts? That's A-list, okay? Yeah. B-list actors would be people like... uh, Beatles is tough. Oh, that, yeah. That next exactly. level. Yeah. Like, is yeah. it like... Um, like, like Who's uh, uh, Ted Lasso? Okay, Jason Sudeikis. Like someone like, like that. Big TV actors. Mm-hmm. Okay. What list would you put yourself on, Lunchbox? I would say solid B because I think just as many people know who I am <laughs> as Jason Sudeikis. Stop. Stop. <laughs> no, seriously. But B list is like a big Saturday Night Live person or a big comedian. Mm-hmm. Right. But Where I they're would, like still really big, but sometimes you just don't know their name. But you wouldn't know who they are in the grocery store. And people know who we are in the grocery store. So we Regionally are- and only sometimes- Man, I'm out walking my dog and people recognize me. Come on. Has a public picture ever been like released of like paparazzi from Lunchbox? Like, oh, ever? no, no, no. Okay. No, no. See, they would do that with Sudeikis or uh, right. any Saturday Night Live cast member. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, but you put yourself in C or B. B I would say solid Lunchbox? B, yeah. If, if you're saying Jason <laughs> De- Sudeikis is B, then I'm B. I mean, because the what? Saturday Night Live people, you can't he even sound name- like one of the number one shows of 2020. <laughs> Okay, what the, the Saturday Night Live people? You don't even know their name, so they can't even be that. Like okay. exactly, like let, they're bigger than me. Get out of here. L- let me <laughs> let me run this by you. Someone like a Jake Owen, okay, big yeah. country star, but in like in like normal America, unless you know country music, you don't know a lot of the country stars. Right. But like, would you say you're more famous than Jake Owen? Yes. <laughs> I got, just honestly, he- no, no, no. There's certain people that listen to his music. But there are a lot more people that listen to our show than listen to his music. I don't know that that's true. Yeah, this, we don't know that. And why has he been in a movie and you haven't? Uh, I've been in TV shows. Calm down. Let's not. I, like, <laughs> no. like I was on no, TV. No. <laughs> I, I was on TV shows before Jake Owen was in a movie. So let's get real. But then I think we should revisit the time that Lunchbox was on Friday Night Lights and he thought he was being put in as an extra, like a coach. And then they showed him, but they, they dubbed over his voice with somebody else. With another man's voice. <laughs> Which is what he does for a living. He like has a famous voice, yeah. according right. to him. Yeah. And they changed like that Like the out. guy who wants to also be a voiceover actor got voiceover. <laughs> yeah. I mean, moment. is that what you're referring to? Yeah, that's what I was referring to. So they ca- <laughs> okay. they, they cast me before they cast Jake Owen. So, <laughs> I mean, how much did it, you get paid for that? Uh, a couple hundred. Yeah, it was only one scene. You, it was one scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I still lean to Lunchbox's side. I just I don't think that it's unreasonable that you don't want to be around people. Honestly. I think there was an alternative. but And now you know yeah. for next time because yeah, it's clearly going to happen again. I really didn't think about that alternative. <laughs> that was my bad. And like, and Eddie, I can't take advice from Eddie on Corona because he's the only one that's got it, okay? So him telling me what I should have done, I can't listen to him. Let me put on Lauren in Virginia. Lauren, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. What would you like to say? Hi. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I actually got through. I'm a huge fan of you guys. But Thank you. I think it's completely reasonable that you don't want to be around people if they don't have a mask on. Um, COVID is crazy. So, and I met um, a couple people from The Bachelor over Thanksgiving, and they were going to take their mask off for the picture. And I was like, please don't. I don't want a picture that bad. <laughs> there, there you go. All right. Because, well, I appreciate the call. Because why? Go ahead. Finish your sentence. I'm thanks. sorry. 
Oh, sorry. I was just going to say because, like, especially now with, like, the mutated, like, strains and stuff, it's insane. Okay, there you have it. Lauren in Virginia. Lauren Fauci, we'll call her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that knowledge. Uh, okay, I, listen. Lunchbox thinks he's a B-list celebrity. I wouldn't put him that high. <laughs> but I also don't think there's anything wrong with him not wanting to be around people that don't have masks on. Okay, thank you. You can uh, hit us up, up on the Facebook page, which I'm sure you will. I'm sure they're already locked and loaded over there. Haven't had it. Uh, just search Bobby Bone Show on Facebook. Thank you, guys. I'll mention this because what I'm about to do is go do Bear Girls again. Um, they invited Caitlin and I to do it together. They've never had a couple on that show before. You can actually watch my last episode last year on Running Wild with Bear Girls. I went to Norway. This time I'm not. I was like, I can't go out of the country. I have work here. I don't want to get covid so I found a really cool spot, and we're going to go in tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow night, do another episode of Running Wild with Bear Girls, except it'll be Caitlin and I together with Bear. And they were like, okay, what do we need to know? And I was like, don't limit anything because of Caitlin. If you're going to limit anything, limit it because of me, because she's a better athlete than I am. So, but she's, the only thing she's uncomfortable about, it's not the physical part of it. She just doesn't like the TV cameras around all the time. You know? Yeah. So other than that, she's like, let's go. It'll be fun. But that's what we're going to go do. And Barrett came on today. You can hear it back. Because they it was their idea for us to come on together. And we just kind of talked about that. So there, hopefully I'll be back Monday. I know. Listen, I almost died last time. <laughs> I, you know, every time you go for the weekend, I'm always like, okay, this could be the weekend. I see a, I don't know, <laughs> every every weekend Bones. it's something. And for someone who's so scared of everything, I'm doing a bunch of crazy crap every weekend. Yeah. Like I'm scared to death of this stuff. But uh, we're going to go do Bear Girls and um, I don't know when it's going to air, probably a few months. Oh, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah. When is it airing? I don't but know. I guess we'll, we'll have to wait. Yeah. So uh, at least we got to talk about it beforehand. Last time I just, I, I did it and couldn't say that's anything true. for months. I'm picturing Amazing Race. I know it's different, but you know, when that's where couples are sometimes. And I wonder what intense situations y'all are going to get put in where maybe y'all disagree. All. And like have a, I'm like, oh, are you going to be able to? Because couple, you're. Easy. I have no idea. I don't even. They don't even tell you what you're going to do. Like I don't. We don't even know. The only thing they asked me was, "Can you drive a stick?" That's the only thing that I know. Can she? I don't think so, but I can. Okay, teamwork. So yeah, looking forward to it. I kind of know what to expect, and what to expect is it's going to get crazy, and it gets crazier as you go. But other than that, that's it. We spend the night in the woods. And it'll be good. But uh, that's that is my weekend plan. What if it's like naked and afraid? What? I have a friend who produces that show. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but we're not, I'm not getting naked, but I probably will be afraid. It'll be clothed and afraid. <laughs> uh, what's up with you this weekend? Um, I'm nothing, really. Stashira has a hair day, and that's about an eight-hour adventure because that's how long it takes to get her hair done, and it's a big-ticket item. What about you? Well, no, I just told you I'm going to Bear Grylls. Oh, for yeah, that's right, duh. What about me? <laughs> what about you? Well, um, here's a list of the top things that people look forward to doing on the weekends. Oh. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It's a uh, top five. Number five, play sports, which for me is probably, if I'm home, there is some sport being played. If it's golf at the house or basketball oh, yeah. in the backyard, like that's what I like to do in my free time. Number four, have a family cookout. Do you guys do that? Yeah. I mean, m- more than twice a week. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The things people like to do on the weekends. Number three, go hunting or fishing. Mm, no. Not right now. I don't like to do anything outside when it's cold. <laughs> it's too cold, uh, man. We'll fish our brains out in the spring <laughs> and a little sure. bit in summer, but uh, number two, 
Sleep in past 10 a.m. No. I wish. Ugh. Ugh. That's too, that's a, that's the days oh, wasted. Wait. And number one, drink. Yeah. I mean, I mean, fri- I starts Friday some night. wine later. Oh, even Amy jumps into that <laughs> one, yeah. You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Bye, everybody. Come on, y'all. Bobby Bones Show.